Hey, what's up, everybody? This is episode eight of the Weekly Sports Drop. Here we go. This is a show about sports and everything in between. From a fan's perspective, it's edgy and unapologetic. We break down what's hot in the world of sports and maybe some of what's not. This is the Weekly Sports Drop with your hosts, Jazz Santana. What is going on, my people? And welcome to the Weekly Sports Drop, Episode 8. I am your host, Jazz Santana. Got a pretty cool show coming up today. We'll talk a little bit NL MVP race uh, with Mike Stanton. Well, I'm sorry, John Carlos Stanton, putting up some pretty big numbers. He's uh, really, really hot right now and some other guys. And uh, should, should he be in contention for the front runner, at least for the NL MVP? Also, uh, recap a little bit of the May- Mayweather-McGregor fight. Some fantasy football news on your on you early drafters, you know, which I don't agree with. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Also, Dolphins preseason game three. We'll talk a little bit about what went on during that game. And also, I'll get into a little bit of what's coming up for this schedule uh, for this weekend. We'll, we'll have the... Uh, Dolphins preseason number four, preseason game number four, and then obviously the season opener for the Miami Hurricanes as well. Some updated depth chart news and uh, just a couple tidbits on that. All coming up now. Here we go. So let's get it started a little bit with the uh, Mayweather-McGregor uh, fight. So it was, it was an all-around good fight. So I'm excited to see what I did see. So, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a snooze fest. McGregor came out. He fought hard the first couple of rounds. But as expected, the outcome I expected at least was uh, Mayweather on top. He did knock him out in the 10th round with a TKO. Tired him out. I mean, McGregor just got tired. He's, he hasn't, he's never been in a fight that long, a 10-round boxing match. Completely different than a five-round uh, five MMA fight where, you know, half the time, yeah, it does exert a lot of energy to hold on to an opponent and try to put him in, in some uh, submission holds and whatnot. Uh, but a lot of the time, maybe you spend some time on your back, on the floor, wrestling around a little bit. It's a little bit different when you're throwing, you know, three, 400 punches and you got somebody else throwing the same amount of punches at you, uh, you know, and you're standing up the whole time uh, throwing these blows. So it's a little bit of a different, uh, thing, but, but overall, I thought it was, it was good. It wasn't one of the greatest fights of all time. I know that, you know, we talk about it being the mega fight and whatnot. And, and you know, I mean, the numbers were there. It was a great fight, a lot of turnout, uh, at least where I was at and I'm sure all over the place. So, you know, it was exciting to see, you know, McGregor come out with some fire and land a couple of shots, but nothing that really hurt Mayweather too much. So he was able to kind of keep his composure but I, I will give I will give McGregor this. He made he made McGregor, excuse me he made Mayweather change his style a little bit. He had you know he was chasing him around. He was being the aggressor a little bit more than you usually see from a Mayweather uh, fight. So I you know 
And I was kind of excited to see that, you know, as opposed to seeing him lay back and he did lay back a little bit the first three or four rounds. Uh, but like I said, he, you know, he, that, that's his style. He, he'll get you tired. He'll let you wear out and then he'll, he'll attack a little bit and he'll land some really nice shots, which he did in this fight. Uh, McGregor, I think, um, could have definitely taken a little more punishment. I'm sure, I'm sure he wanted to, you know, he's a big believer and he was talking about this. Let him go down. He's like, let me go down. Uh, you know, don't stop the fight. I mean, was it a little premature? Maybe it was, but I understand the boxing rules as well. If a guy's not defending himself, then, you know, uh, you know, it's a good step in at that time. But I would have liked to see if McGregor could have held off at least a little bit longer and, and you know, and, and maybe lasted those 11 or 12 rounds, maybe get his second wind and, and come out again. But but at the end of the day, Mayweather did what he, we, what he had to do. Uh, you know, he, he, he tired him out and he won the fight. So good for him on to the next. Now we get to see some real boxing again with Canelo and triple G and we'll see what hold what, what holds the, um, what cards the, uh, it holds for, for, uh, McGregor to come out now and see what he does. Is he going to go back to UFC or is he going to stay boxing? So we'll see about that and Mayweather, I think he's done, but then again, we've, we've seen him say this before, so we'll see what happens with them. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what's going on though. But I'm gonna to transition to something else, something that I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little bit more excited about than than this whole Mayweather fight, Mayweather McGregor fight. Have you guys seen what's been going on in the NL uh, with with a couple of teams in particular? Obviously, the the LA Dodgers are the best team in baseball right now with the best record, but this NL MVP race is really starting to shape up. I'm I'm a big believer, and I'll put this up on the poll for you guys on, on uh, one of my uh, one of my Twitter handles, but. To me, Giancarlo Stanton has to be the front runner for that NL MVP. I mean, what he's doing right now since the All-Star break, he's hitting 338. He's got 24 home runs and 49 RBIs. So his total is he's hitting 296 for the season. He's got 50 home runs and 108 RBIs. I mean, that's pretty incredible. He's the first guy to hit 50 home runs since 2007 when Prince Fielder, I believe, uh, I believe it was Prince Fielder and uh, someone else hit 54. Can't for the life of me remember now. But I know those guys uh, hit 50 home, uh, 54 home runs then. And so, you know, I'm excited to see that. I, I truly feel like he can get to 60 home runs this year, which would be pretty awesome to watch. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what else he can do. But you got other guys that are in the race also, like your Bryce Harper, who's hitting 326. He's got 29 bombs and 87 RBIs. Nolan Arenado, who, who I'm a big fan of. I love Nolan Arenado, third baseman for Colorado. He's hitting 308 with 29 bombs and 108 RBIs as well. And a couple of other other guys, Paul Goldschmidt, who's who's hitting 314 with 30 bombs and 101 RBI. And Charlie Blackman, who's another kid over there in Colorado, 337, 31, and 82. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just feel like you how, how can you dismiss what Stanton is doing? right now and he's starting to get that notoriety he's starting to get that recognition you hear you hear a lot of the sports outlets espn fox you know a lot of people talking about him now which is good which is great it's, it's good to hear some some good news for the marlins as opposed to the same old shit all the time that we hear about management and all that they're selling the team now uh, the team is actually playing a hell of a lot better they're in the wild card race now for for the playoffs uh, four and a half games back of a Colorado, I want to say, or Arizona. So, I mean, they're in the hunt. They're playing really good baseball. 
Is it going to be tough for them to make the playoffs? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I can see it. But at the same time, you have to give credit to Giancarlo Stanton and that team for doing what they're doing. I mean, without him, though, I, I don't know if this, number one, if the lineup would be as potent as it is. I mean, they, he, they do have some really good guys behind him and in front of him. D. Gordon's having a great year. So is uh, Christian Yelich and uh, and Marcelo Zuna. So those guys, J JT Real Muto is another one who's having a, a really good year behind the dish who doesn't get enough recognition as well for the job he does, not only behind the dish, but hitting as well. So, But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's Stanton. Stanton's the one that's carrying that team. I mean, look at his numbers, 50 home runs. Like I said, the most since 2007 he also has he's also tied for the most home runs well second second tied for second with the most home runs in august since with 17 if he hits one or two more if he hits one obviously he ties the record which is about 80 years old and if he hits two more then he breaks the record and that's pretty incredible in and of, of itself so i'm excited to see what uh, what Stanton does but right now he's my front runner and it's kind of hard to argue that fact considering how well he's playing how well the marlins are playing now with him uh you know doing what he's doing it's it, you know yes i get it. it's going to be hard for them to make the playoffs but it, it would have been even more out of the realm of possibility if stanton wasn't having the year he's having and he's not playing the way he's playing you know all, all those other guys feed off of that and that's what's important. People don't understand how the baseball game is. Hitting is contagious. You know, that's that's a big cliche. That's, that's, that's a big uh, uh, analogy that we use in baseball terms. Hitting is contagious. And all these guys are hitting. They're, they're scoring a lot of runs. And they have to score a lot of runs considering how shitty their pitching is. They, they have maybe one or two guys that are that are doing well. Urania and, and Dan Straley who, who are pitching decent. So so they do have to score runs. but But they are. And Stanton's doing a lot of that. I mean, he's not only is he doing it in the first or second inning, he's hitting these moms in the eighth inning, in the seventh inning. He's putting them up. He's uh, hitting game-winning shots, and he's also playing a hell of an outfield as well. He's snagged a, he snagged a home run from someone a couple weeks ago, making some diving plays. The guy is, uh, is outright the best player in the NL right now. If, if you ask me, he's the best hitter in the NL. He's the best player right now. Once again, 296 with 50 home runs and 108, uh, 108 RBIs as of right now. So I'm looking forward to seeing him continue to, to do that. If he does, I don't see how you can't give him the MVP. Regardless of whether the Marlins make the playoffs or not, without him, the Marlins aren't aren't in the race right now as it is. So, um, I mean, we'll see if, if, if the writers and the players and everybody who votes for, for this – We'll, we'll give him the nod, but I, I truly feel like he deserves it right now. So good for him. Uh, keep it going. And, uh, and and I love baseball, so I'm happy about it. I'm excited to see it in my hometown. Although I'm a Red Sox fan, I am excited to see that my hometown is getting some recognition uh, with some baseball. Because right now it's, it's all about football season right here, and we're still talking about the Marlins. We're still talking about baseball down here in this town, which is exciting to see. So I'm, I'm happy for that. Now, Pivoting over to something else that I'm not very happy about. Well, it's not that I'm not very happy about. I just don't understand. You know, and it's something that a lot of people are down here sh are really excited about every single year, right? Everybody's looking forward to fantasy football. So the question is, for all you guys that are playing fantasy football, that have been playing fantasy football for so long, explain to me why your, your leagues or why you would get yourself in a league... That's drafting early. And what I mean by early is the, the third preseason game and before. 
why are you guys drafting? If you know that the third preseason game is when everybody dresses out, when everybody, when all the starters play the most, right? So there's the the, the more opportunity for them to get hurt, right? And, and if you guys know this, you're drafting players. Look at any point, for all you guys that drafted before 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 Saturday, before Friday, Julian Edelman went down, torn ACL, out for the year. Spencer Ware. Went down, torn PCL, out for the year. These are the kind of things that happen in the third game. Uh, aside from the fact that we've seen the most torn ACLs now, I think it's it's over 25 now uh, since training camp that we've seen in a while. Why are you guys drafting before the third preseason game? And I'm just I'm just giving you guys a heads up. I'm trying to help here. I mean, it's 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 a boneheaded move to be drafting before the third preseason game. Let preseason play itself out. You know, the fourth game. No, none of these guys are going to play. None of the starters are going to play. So, I mean, either way, I still like to draft right after the preseason because at that point, you know what the rosters are like. You've seen all the cuts happen already. So, And this year, there's only one cut from 90 to 53. So you wait to see how those cuts shape out the team. Uh, who this, who's the number two receiver, the number three receiver for a team? Maybe someone gets cut. Maybe someone else is balling. All of a sudden, you, now you have some competition, and you, maybe your your draft strategy changes a little bit. You got to give it time for 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 teams to shape out, for players to, to for you to get a better idea as to what these guys are going to look like this year. For instance, I was excited to see maybe Kirk Cousins play a little bit um, and see if the the Redskins can get their their running game going. The running game still looks like shit. Kirk Cousins didn't look very good. He's got he doesn't have too many weapons. I understand they got Terrell Pryor there now, but they lost Pierre Garcon. They lost Deshaun Jackson. So now guys like Jamison Crowder and Terrell Pryor have to step up even more. Is there a possibility? Is there upside? Sure, but now I'm skeptical. I mean, I liked Terrell Pryor last year, you know, but but now I'm a little I'm a little weary about drafting those guys. Considering where they're slotted, I mean, well, Terrell Pryor is, is slotted a lot higher than Jameson Crowder, but him and Kirk Cousins are slotted high in the round in, in the draft. So in fantasy football, so I, you know, I'm I'm a little leery about it, but that's why we have to wait till the draft, uh, till preseason is done. So guys, if you want to get my advice on this, wait till preseason is done, then draft your teams. If you're gonna play in a league that drafts during the preseason, make sure it's after game three. At the very least, uh, that way you have a better idea as to who's hurt, who's not hurt, who's going to spend some time suspended, maybe who's going to spend some time on injured reserve. You'll get a better, clear, a better and a, and a more clear picture of that. All right, guys. So that's my thing on that for all you guys that drafted earlier, a bunch of bozos. It is what it is. Maybe you'll learn. You'll learn from the pros next time. All right. Maybe you need to hear me out before you go out there. But uh, good luck anyways. Good luck anyways. Dolphins preseason game number three. Now, this one was fun to watch because we kind of got to see uh, Cutler. He looked good. He looked good. We, we got to see him play a little bit more. We got to see him, uh, you know, uh, throw the bean or spin the bean around a little bit. So And, and he looked good doing it. He had a couple of deep shots that he hit. He hit uh, uh, Devontae Parker, who's another one who looked fantastic on a deep route that he beat. Uh, well, he just jumped over and mossed. Ronald Darby, which was which was fun to watch, and that's the thing with with Jay Cutler, and that's the thing with with guys like Devontae Parker. He's not going to be afraid to throw it up there, throw the ball up there, and let someone go up and get it. That's why the you know that's why receivers, you know, 
get paid the big bucks, man. Let him go up and get the ball. And I like to see that with him. He's going to have great weapons to throw to. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to see Cutler play again. Uh, but he did look good uh, for for the time that he was out there. Jay Ajayi looked like, a, like an absolute horse as well. I mean, Jay Ajayi ran the ball well, caught the ball out of the backfield a little bit. So, I, I'm not even worried about this offense. Honestly, at first, my, my concern was was the offensive line. I think the offensive line will hold up a little bit, especially if, if Mike, Pan, Mike, Mike Pansy, <laughs> Mike Pouncey will play. If he plays... We should be all right, uh, you know, because he's the anchor of that O-line. So the other guys, I'm sure, are going to look good. They're going to gel together. We'll be all right on, on the offensive side. Now, the one thing that does concern me a lot is that defense. Defense did not look very good at all. Uh, if from first-team defense, second-team defense, third-team defense, uh, Matt McGloin, I mean, they're, they're, they're third-string guy, not not even Carson Wentz. I mean, Carson Wentz threw, threw all of them. He had some success, but so did Matt McGloin. I mean, yeah, he, he, he threw that interception to Lawrence Timmons, who looked pretty good. So did Jordan Phillips. He finally showed up to play. Hey, welcome back, Jordan Phillips. Jesus Christ, how long did it take that guy to get, to get his shit together? So he looked good, though. He did. Um, and like I said, Lawrence Timmons looked good as well, but the cornerbacks didn't look so good. Uh, we still gave up too many yards, too many holes uh, when it came to um, to that run defense. So I, I, I didn't like that. I'm I'm really hoping that May, Ray Malaluga gets back in shape real quick because uh, we're going to need him in that linebacker core as he is that, that run stopper. So, so uh, the corners were unstable. Uh, they didn't look very good. Byron Maxwell is having a bear. Apparently, he's having a really bad camp. Uh, from what Adam Gase is saying is that they're moving guys around. Uh, maybe a kid like Xavier Howard. I know uh, some guys are talking about him shadowing and playing from side to side. Uh, he needs to play all over the field. He looks good. Xavier Howard doesn't look too bad. You know, we have some death at cornerback. So if Byron Wa Maxwell is not playing well, so sit his ass down. Start somebody else. Start uh, Altram Werner, who's a pro bowler, who's now on the team as well. Uh, start start Cordrea Tankersley back there as well. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of depth there at the cornerback position now. So I'm okay with that. Also, at safety, it was Nate Allen's first time on the field. So coming back from his injury. Um, and so... We got to check and see how how that plays out. We'll see if he gets his legs under him and he starts playing a little bit better. Uh, but I'm not I'm not I'm not real confident with that defense. I mean, they gave up too many points again for the second time. They're averaging almost 30 points per game given up in the preseason. So that's not good. That's not a good look at at all. I know the guys. I know Matt Burke is 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 concerned. I know Adam Gase is concerned as well. Uh, I'm okay with the I'm okay with the offense. Like I said, they're gonna score a lot. They're going to score a lot more than any offense, than any Dolphins offense has scored in a long time. But, but what concerns me is that defense. And the defense is going to have to bail you out in some games. It is what it is. If the defense doesn't play well at all, then then it doesn't matter how much you score. You're going to give up, you're going to give up a lot of points. That means, A, the, the offense is going to be playing from behind. Or B, they're going to be in a shootout every game. And you don't want that. You want the defense to play well. I'm not I'm not asking for the defense to be extraordinarily good. I'm not asking them to be top five. But if they can just be average, if they can be a decent top uh, 15 defense, then we're going to win games. And we're going to be in games uh, because that offense is too good. It's too good for it not to be that way. So 
if we get our shit together on defense, I think we'll be okay. Right now, I'm not concerned, like I said, about, about the offense. So we'll see what we do at the quarterback position. And we need Malaluga back as soon as possible. Let's shift over to what we got going on for uh, this weekend coming up. On Thursday night against uh, the Miami Dolphins play their final preseason game against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sure if we see the starters, it may be for one series, and that's it, which I doubt. I, I don't think we're going to see too many of the starters. I know Mike Pouncey already said he's not playing, uh, and I didn't think he would anyway, so I'm fine with that. Uh, we probably won't see guys like Cutler out there. We probably won't see Parker, Ajay. Uh, Kenyon Drake might be out there for a little bit because he is going to be coming back from his concussion protocol. So hopefully he can get out there and get some snaps. Uh, you know, some of the other guys that will pro- will probably keep our our eye on that defense again. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Devon Godshaw apparently is playing really really well. He's practicing really well, so he looks good. So I'm not too concerned with the defensive tackles, especially if if Phillips can kind of get his motor going again, we'll be fine. But that cornerback position. Uh, some of the depth at linebacker and Charles Harris. Charles Harris, we have we barely spoken about him. I mean, he's our first round draft pick, and everybody was excited about getting a, a nice rush uh, edge guy. Uh, but he's been kind of quiet in the preseason. He hasn't played too well. He's missed some assignments. Uh, good thing is that you know we've got Cameron Wake back there. We've got uh, William Hayes. We've got Andre Branch. We've got Terrence Fade. Some guys that have been around for a little bit. Uh, so, so I think those guys will get a lot of burn. Uh, Harris will come in in some obvious uh, third, third and long, or some uh, some obvious rush, uh, pass rush uh, downs. So I'm sure he'll get some some burn with that. Uh, but I think he's he's a little bit further behind than people would want him to be. Uh, and so I'm hoping that he he you know he picks it up a little bit. But it is preseason number uh, preseason game number four, the final game at Minnesota on Thursday. Uh, after that, it's go time. It's ready to go. So uh, that's what's going on with the Dolphins. Now the Hurricanes, my boys, the Hurricanes play their first game of the season on Saturday, September 2nd against Bethune-Cookman. Now, yes, they are a cupcake team, but I am excited to see some of the guys that are going to be playing, some of the guys for the first time, uh, like your uh, like your boy Mike Harley. Mike Harley is a freshman wide receiver from uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. He's going to actually start this game because Amon Richards is going to be out for the game with a hamstring tightness with some hamstring issues, which I'm okay with. I'd rather let him rest one more, one more, uh, one more week. Then come out, play against Arkansas state. Who's a little bit of a tougher cupcake. <laughs> I guess you want to say, but they're really not a cupcake. They're, you know, they're a tougher team. It's not, it's not a, a, a FAMU or, or Bethune-Cookman. You know, it's a, a Division One football team. So Arkansas State is after that. Uh, we'll like him back by then. So that's fine. Give him a break now. I'm also excited to see uh, Mike Jackson as a, as the cornerback, starting cornerback uh, next to D. Delaney. So that was a bit of a shocker. It was a bit of a surprise. But apparently he's been playing really well. He's been getting pushed a lot by the young guys. So I guess that's just made him better, made him work harder, made him get stronger, faster. So I'm excited to see that. I mean, he is a little bit more of a veteran. Uh, he made a couple of plays last year. He didn't look too bad at all. And uh, with, with, the, uh, with the depth a little different and... Uh, different outlook on the in that secondary. I think it's 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 a breath of fresh air to see someone like like Mike Jackson step up and really play hard. Uh, uh, another one that's going to start and uh, yes, he has been playing really well. Uh, is is the linebacker Mike Smith? He's going to actually start and play some Mike Pickney, but he's actually starting. 
from what I understand, uh, because Mike Pickney is sitting out the first half due to a suspension for that targeting, I guess, a targeting call against West Virginia in the bowl game last year. So that's why he's not starting. I know Mike Smith is starting, but I, I could see him getting a lot of playing time anyways because he has been playing so well in practice. So I'm excited to see that with, with, with the Hurricanes. You know, the Hurricanes are... They're that team where if they get on the roll, I can see them just going and going and going and not losing a game. Uh, the only game I can truly see them losing is that FSU game. I'm hoping they get over the hump on that freaking game because uh, I'm tired of losing to them. I truly am tired of losing to FSU. Uh, you know, I, I know there's some there's some commentators out there that are jumping on the bandwagon hard. Desmond Howard has them making the college football playoffs. I don't know if I'm ready to say that yet. Can I see them in a a, a New Year's bowl game or one of the uh, one of the big bowl games? Yeah, I can see that, especially if they a win if they win the ACC. There's a strong possibility, unless they have two or three losses. There's a strong possibility they will make the college football playoff. But let's say they they win the ACC and they have two two losses, or or they don't. They lose in the championship game. I can still see them playing in one of those big games. Uh, they, they're a strong team. Their defense is strong. Uh, the only question mark is really is, is that quarterback. Is Malik Rozier going to be able to to really uh, uh, lead this team, lead this offense with all the weapons that they do have? I think he should be all right. Just don't turn the ball over. That's it. So, you know, I'm excited to see what they do this, this weekend. I just want to see them go out there and play a little football uh, against a different team. They're tired. They're tired of practicing against each other. They want to see. They want to see and hit someone else, someone they don't know. So I'm excited to see what they're gonna do. Uh, like I said, some of the new faces on defense that are gonna start. Every everybody else is kind of uh, status quo, right? It's it's your 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 starting defensive line is uh, uh, Chad Thomas with Joe Jackson on the outside bookends, and then you have uh, R.J. McIntosh. And uh, Kendrick Norton in, in, on the inside as defensive tackles. You got Shaq and, and, and McLeod. And then you have Mike Smith as linebackers. Jaquan Johnson and uh, Sheldrick Redwine are your safeties. And then again, Mike Jackson and Dee Delaney are your starting corners with, I believe, Malik Young starting at the slot. If they do start at the slot or maybe Trajan Bandy. And we'll, we'll get a lot of uh, rotation in. There, so we'll get to see a lot of the young guys as well. Uh, the o, the O line is what it's been since the beginning of camp. It's um, at left tackle Casey McDermott, uh, at uh, left guard Trevor Darling. Your center is, is Tyler Gauthier. Like I predicted, I said Tyler Gauthier would start, and well, obviously that happened after uh, Linder left the program, anyways. And then at right guard is Big Daddy uh, Navon Donaldson. That's a big boy freshman, but apparently he's been quite a stud in practice. So, and then your right your right tackle is Tyree St. Louis. So you know that that everybody else knows what's going on. Mike Harley is starting right now for Amon Richards, Lawrence Cager. Uh, Chris Herndon, Malik Rozier, Mark Walton, you know, the usual suspects there. So we all know that. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them play. It's Kane season. It's college football time. Uh, that's what I look forward to the most is really is, is college football. Some other big games that are going on is Alabama FSU this weekend and also Michigan and the Florida Gators. God, I hate that team. Uh, I'm definitely not a Gator fan. So to all you Gators out there, I hope you get crushed by Michigan. And um, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. And Alabama FSU, uh, no, I'm, uh, 
Alabama FSU, I kind of hope that they collide at the kickoff and they just just explode. Or maybe they get they both get losses. Fuck it. They both lose. Nobody can win that game. It's a tie. I mean, I don't know. I just I, I don't like either one. So I, I really don't care who wins. But there's some good games. There's some really good games. So you might want to check those games out. Um, and, um, and and let me know what you guys thought of, of this week's college football games. Again, I'll have a poll out in a little bit about uh, uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, again, I, I put one up on at the Sports Drop Jocks. Didn't let you guys know. But I will put one up again. I'll put another one up. And also, I'll, maybe I'll put something else up. I want you guys to interact with me. I want you guys to tell me uh, you know, what you guys are seeing as far as college football is concerned, as far as the NFL is concerned, even with baseball, with MMA, whatever it is, man. I love to shoot the shit with you guys. I love to talk about anything that's sports related. So it could be golf. It could be, uh, by the way, big ups to uh, Dustin Johnson for winning the uh, the Northern Trust Classic. Only reason I mention it is because my mom works for Northern Trust. So, <laughs> otherwise, I could give three shits. But big shout out to Northern Trust, Dustin Johnson. There it is. Your hot golf takes, baby. Hot golf takes. Anyways, so I'm gonna close that off now. I'm gonna wrap it up. Short little segment. I miss my boys Tony and Mike. Hopefully, they'll be back on with me next week. We'll get to talk a little bit about uh, what what happened in college football. We'll talk a little bit of Canes. We'll talk a little bit about uh, some some other teams. We'll also talk uh, preseason game number four. Maybe by that time, I'm I'm sure we'll we'll know what some of the cuts are going to be, uh, and we'll also know and we'll also know some more information on um, on, on uh, fantasy football, such as Zeke Elliott. Is he going to get his suspension cut down from six games to four? See, these are things that you guys need to know before you draft. Why? Because that can make a big difference where you draft Zeke Elliott. Because if he misses six games, now you're talking about, uh, I believe it's week eight because they have a bye. So now you got to wait till week eight to start your stud running back. Whereas if he gets four games, now he's only out four games and you can pick you can draft someone a little bit later like Jacquez Rogers or even you can draft McFadden to hold you down for a couple of games if you need someone to jump in there and take over. So these are the kind of things that, that we need to know. Is he going to be able to get that suspension written down? Not only that, uh, Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports also said something to the effect of if, uh, if the judge doesn't rule by Sunday, he could be on the active roster by Monday. If he's on the active roster by Monday, then he's going to play. I don't know, something like that. So keep an eye on what Zeke Elliott does. Uh, some of those guys, you know, Rob, Rob Gronkowski, how, how healthy healthy are those guys going to be? There's a, lot to, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to, to really pay attention to. So if I were you guys, hold off on your drafting. Again, hold off on your drafting. And if you didn't, now you know for next season. Okay, uh, that's it. I'm going to wrap it up. I'd, uh, I'd like to thank you guys for listening again. Please follow us on Instagram uh, at uh, The Weekly Sports Drop. You can search The Weekly Sports Drop. Also on Twitter, my handle is at Sports Drop Jocks. Again, I'll put up the poll again. Please, if you guys can go out there and vote on the poll, but please do go to SoundCloud and go to iTunes and subscribe to the weekly sports drop and leave me a rating. I would really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys enjoy my episodes uh, again next week. We'll have a really, really fun filled uh, a week and I'll try to get someone on as well. I'm looking for um, one of the big guys to come on and talk to us a little bit about either fantasy football or the NFL as well. So we may have a special guest on next week as well. Once again, 
I am your host, Jazz Santana. This is a weekly sports drop. Talk to you next week. Peace. Ah.